um, fast, holding fast in your faith. Listen, you have got to believe this without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, nothing can shake you on these. When we start talking about the works of Christ, the teaching of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, you've got to, listen, I believe it. And there's nothing that you can say that can make me change. Now, again, I understand some folks, you may torture them and they'll say, I don't believe it. But deep down inside, they know they still believe it. No, I'm trying to stop the torturing. That's why I'm saying I don't believe it, because you said you said, if I say I believe it, then you're going to torture me. So I can understand in that aspect. But outside of you being physically tortured, then guess what? And I know some folks uh, in the Bible who said, I don't care what you do to me, I'm never going to denounce Christ. We have got to have a steadfast confidence in the things that we read in this Bible. So when it comes to the witness of Christ, it's twofold. The first one is going to be the works, teachings, and above all, the resurrection of Jesus and then the second one, and I, we're not going to get into it tonight, the purpose of the Father as revealed in the Son. The purpose of the Father revealed in the Son. And we're not going to get to that tonight. I don't believe we will. But we're going to look at the works, the teachings, and above all, the resurrection of Jesus. When it comes to his witness, having this different uh, uh, layers, if you would, layers when it comes to you understanding where you are when it comes to your belief and when it comes to you knowing deep down inside. Today, again, I was listening to another audio book. No, I believe it was yesterday. And it was talking about how you believe and the, the, the techniques of getting this into your spirit. And primarily, it is the affirmations that you speak to yourself, the memorization and, and sinking different things into your spirit, then it talked about an emotional side of it to where emotions also plays a part of you getting this deep. See, that's why many times in church you'll see that there is an emotional aspect to it. There's an excitement part of it. And you have got to get to a place where deep down inside, even to the point of an emotional level, it may be tears, it may be joy, it may be happy. It's an emotional side to getting this deep down inside of you. I'm talking into the reservoir. You know how, you, you know, um, let's say a child, it could be you're saying that child is, is not going to be able to go to the party. And, and they so much wanted to go to this party. And when they couldn't go, they started crying, and they were really upset. And, and you'll see that it could be years later, and you talk to the child about the birthday party, uh, whatever birthday party it was, whether it was their birthday party or whether it was the birthday party of one of their friends. And, they, and, and when they talk about it, they get sad. When they talk about it, you can see they start to get emotional because this thing, not only do they remember it, but it has an emotion attached to it. So you, when it comes to us understanding and knowing and believing what God has done through Jesus and the witness that that has to us, the impact that it has in our spirits, let me tell you something. It's got to get down to the point of your emotions where you truly believe it. Let's look at the first area. This first area is going to be the area of works, the areas of works, the work that God did. Let's look at a scripture, John chapter 10. We're going to look at John, and I have my note to pull it up. Chapter 10, and we're going to look at the 24th through the 39th. Oh, you know what? I'm going to say John chapter 10, and I'm going to leave that open because I believe there's a scripture. What did I just do wrong? Okay, let's go back. John chapter 
John chapter 10. Okay, let's try one more time. John chapter 10. Okay, let's see what comes up. Very good. Thank you, Lord. Then we're going to go down to uh, verse number 24. Verse number 24. We're going to start there. And 30, yeah, 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 because that's close to the end. And then 40, no. So we'll we'll probably end at uh, 39. Here we go. It says here, Then came the Jews around about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believed not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. Now, What's got to happen in us is just like the disciples, and many times we find ourselves in this dilemma because life starts, thank you, Jesus, it starts it starts dealing you some cards. Life starts dealing you some cards, and you don't understand why in the world would a loving God allow this to happen to me when I know deep down inside that I love him, I'm not perfect, he knows I'm not perfect, and that I have a relationship with him, and now I get dealt this particular circumstance or this situation in my life. And it causes you. At times, people, many times they will not admit it, it causes you to doubt It causes you to want to ask, just like the disciples, listen, just tell us plainly. Give me a sure enough sign, even when God has already shown you in your life when you called on him. He did this for you. When you saw folks get together and pray, and God showed up in an awesome, awesome way, this time and that time and this time and that time. But guess what? We still get to that place where we say, tell us plainly. Show me. Listen. Show me what's going on. Tell me just outright. And and then just like in verse number 25, it says, Jesus answered and told them, listen, I've already told you. And ye believe not. The works that I do my fa- in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. If you look at verse number 25 in the Message Bible, it says, you don't believe me because you're not my sheep. My sheep recognize my voice, but but ye believe not because ye are not my sheep. That's verse number 26. Verse number 25, verse number 25 says, And Jesus answered, And I told you, but you don't believe. Everything I've done has been authorized by my Father. Actions that speak louder than words. So everything we see, this is the way that we build our confidence by reading and believing, reading and believing, knowing that, listen, I understand we're going through a tough time in the United States right now where we're rewriting, we're not rewriting history, we're trying to recognize when the statues, and we've got a big issue with these statues coming down. And it's not as if folks want to take these people out of history and see that's the way one group tries to say oh you're trying to remove them from history no we're not trying to remove them from history we're trying not to celebrate them with the form of a statue we're trying to recognize that the 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 achievement that the statue went up was not right in the eyes of many people because of the act that was being done. However, in like manner, when it comes to many folks, when it comes to Christ, they don't recognize him as a real hero to this world. I'm not talking not just to Christians. Because of Christ, many, listen, that's why we say the, the, the uh, sun rises and, and the rain falls on the just and the unjust. The Christ being in this earth blessed everybody. 
When you see, and, and we're not supposed to lift up any statues or any images of him, but whenever you hear Christ mentioned, I don't care who you are, you ought to be celebrating for all that he did. Why? Because all that he did was just. All that he did was perfect. All that he did, we did not deserve, but we received. So here it talks about everything that I'm doing is coming down with authorization from the Father. Verse number 26 says, but ye believe not, because ye are not my sheep, as I said unto you. You don't know me. You don't hear me. And again, over and over again, I reiterate to you that it's important for us to get to a place where our ear is so tuned into God that without a shadow of a doubt, I know that was God. Without a shadow of a doubt, I turn because he said turn. You don't have that problem with your navigation system because there's no other voices talking. When I'm in the car and it says turn right, turn left, your turn is coming up in 500 feet. You're not worrying about getting it confused with another voice because there is no other voice. The navigation voice is the only voice that's speaking, and that's how we want to be with God. You want to get to the point, place where, guess what? Your voice is muffled. The voice of the enemy is muffled. But the voice of God is clear. My sheep hear my voice, and they don't follow no other voice including their own. Listen, you got to understand that you will lead you wrong. My sheep hear my voice and know I know them and they follow me. That's verse number 27. And I give unto them what? Eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Now, this is, again, the foundation of the witness of God through Christ on earth to us. This is the foundation. Listen, nothing can shake this in you. This has got to be your sure foundation that I'm not moved on this. I realize that the God of heaven, the God of the universe, the omniscient, the omnipotent, and the omnipresent God, listen, is a working through Christ by sending him to the earth. I'm not going to walk all the way through it in detail, but I'll tell you in summary, guess what? When Christ came. He was God's answer for this entire world. Now, the key is, just like the message of Noah that people did not believe, you will find out that, guess what? When Christ came, folks did not believe. There's a huge fight to keep folks from believing in Christ. I don't know if it's true or not. I, I love to say it, even if it's even if it's, it's news that's not accurate. But I, I read in a post on a social media network that that Louis Farrakhan was um, uh, believing in Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world and was apologizing for teaching wrong concerning Christ. Now, I don't know whether it was true or it wasn't true, but I tell you one thing, I pray to God that there is a move in all of these other denominations, including some of the teachings of the Baptist denominations, that when it comes to Christ, you got to recognize him as being a part of the triune God and that he is the savior of the world. He is the promised one of this is our foundation when it comes to us being able to transcend from this earth to the next world where where there's a new heaven and a new earth. This is all the works that we see that Christ did in this word 
the, the, the Christ that was on the way in the Old Testament, the Christ that arrived in the New Testament, and the Christ that is the foundation that's going to raise, good God Almighty, that's going to raise us up from the dead. If you're dead, you're going to get up. If you're still alive, you're going to rise up off of this earth. This is the foundation that causes us, our faith, to be sure. Listen to what it says. It says in verse number 28, this is, no, verse number 29, my father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are what? One. You can't look at this any other kind of way. I don't care. You've got to take it out of the Bible. I, my, I and my father are one. Then the Jews took up stones against Again, to stone him. The same thing that happened then is happening now. So the works that he did, he says, listen, you're going to believe me. Believe the very works that I do. Jesus answered them, many good works have I shewed you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? Was it the healing? Was it the raising of the dead? Was it the the uh, uh, restoring sight to blinded eyes? Which one? Why are you stoning me? And this is why, folks, why won't you believe in him? Would, would you not believe in him because he's black? You're not believing in him because he's a Jew or because he's white or because he's some other nationality? Are you not believing because they say he had woolly hair or do you think he has long hair? What is the reason that you're not believing? Because let me tell you, the belief is everything. And why you don't believe, just as he asked here, why are you stoning me? Why don't you believe? And when you believe, listen, this is what's going to settle your spirit. When you truly believe, this is what's going to give you the confidence that, guess what, everything, I don't know who you are, but I'm telling you, everything is going to be all right. How can you say that when you don't know my situation? How can you say that when you don't know what goes through my mind? Everything is going to be all right. Why? I speak it with the power that God has given me. When he made us in his image, he gave you the power to speak into situations, and those things would change. He says, why do you stone me? Look at verse number uh, 33. It says, the Jews answered him, saying, for a good work we stone thee not, but the blaspheme, and because, for, I'm sorry, but for blaspheming, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. Jesus answered them and said, Answered them, it, is it not written in your law? I said, ye are gods. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified, and sent into the world, thou blasphemest, because I said, I am the Son of God. If I do not, watch this, here we go, the works of my Father, believe me not. So the works that he did, the miracles that he did, when you see them, you ought to know them. When we read it, listen, you got to take it as if you're standing, the same seat that you're sitting in, the same uh, uh, floor that you're standing on, the same uh, uh, hands that you can clap, You, as sure as you see them, the works that he did, I believe that blinded eyes were open. I believe that dead were raised up from the dead. I believe that waters were part. Every work that, that, were, that was done through Christ, I believe. If you don't believe, let me tell you something, that's why you still have trouble. That's why you still have such a um, um, weariness in your mind. That's why you can still have contention or you can vacillate back and forth so many times a day. Why? Because there is a level or there is a degree of unbelief. 
when you listen, when it becomes, you know how they say keep it 100, 99 and a half just won't do. When you keep this thing 100, you'll find out that guess what? No matter what they say, I'm believing God. And the works that he did, believe, listen, if you don't see him, believe the works that was done. If you don't see him, see, that's why God will do certain things in your life. Listen, as soon as I thought about the works and us not being able to see them, I don't know about you, but I'm sitting in the study, and in the study is where the miracle took place. God allows, listen, this Bible study being in this particular study is so very powerful for me because every time I look to the left, I know the wall where the water was coming in. And that water, as much rain as we have received, that water is still not coming in. He show, Watch. He shows you miracles that you will marvel. That, I'm, I'm going to get to that one. Here we go. Watch this. But if I do, through, though ye believe me, not me, believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Let me tell you, therefore they sought again to take him, but he escaped out of their hands. This is the challenge that we still face the very t- t- today, that when it comes to you being a witness, when it comes to you having the fire, that you can do whatever God puts your hand. Listen, sometimes you start to doubt. Sometimes you start to wonder. Sometimes you start to vacillate in between thoughts of, of belief and unbelief. And the reason why because there is some level of unbelief in what God said he was going to do. There is some level of unbelief for what we read and know that this is what really came to pass. This happened in this word. It happened. It's just as sure as you, whatever, look around your room, just as sure as you see that chair, just as sure as you see that stove in front of you, you've got to know without a shadow of a doubt, it's going to be all right. Why? Because I trust God. Why? Because I know the miracles that he's already done. And if he did that, he can do this. I don't know. That might need to be one of your notes. If he did that, he can do this. If he did that, he can do this. Come on, let me take you to the next scripture. Uh, John chapter 5, verse number 20. Stay right there in John, just flip. We're going to go to 5, and we're going to look at verse number 20. And I'm going to look at it in a couple of different translations, at least two, I think. uh, was it? Oh, okay, okay. I know what I did. Thank you, God. Verse number 20. Verse number 20. We're going to look at verse number 20. King James, it says this, But the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these, that ye may, what, marvel. That was the King James. Here it is in the Message Bible. So Jesus explained, and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to include verse number 19 from the message. That's the way it's broken down, 19 and 20, and then 20 through 23. It says, so Jesus explained himself at length. I am telling you this straight. The son can't independently do anything. The son can't independently do a thing. Only what he sees the Father doing. What the Father does, the Son does. The Father loves the Son and includes him in everything he's doing. But you haven't seen the half of it yet. For in the same way that the Father raised the dead and creates life, So does the Son. The Son gives life to anyone he chooses. Neither he nor the Father shuts anyone out. The Father handed all, watch this, authority to judge over, and I don't want to go that far. I don't want to go that far. Verse number 20, I want to also read it in the Amplified. 
in the Amplified. Here we go. And the father dearly loves the son and shows him everything that he himself is doing. And the father will show him greater works than these so that you will be filled with wonder. Thank you, God. See, that's why sometimes when it comes to you and, and, and your headache, you understand that I'm going to take two of these pills right now. It's 12 o'clock. I'm not supposed to take two more until, let's say, four hours, six hours later. However, you take them three hours later. Why? Because you know that at that point, it's just you and your body, and this is what you know about your headaches, that you got to take them again. It could be some other ailment where some other pain that you're experiencing, and the prescription says take it at this level. But you know your ability. You know your body makeup the composition of your weight and the tolerance, thank you, Holy Ghost, that you have for this particular pain or this particular situation or this particular upset stomach, whatever it is, I'm not going to take it the way it's prescribed. Why? Because it does not work at that level. I can't wait for six hours before I take it again. You've got to get to a point when it comes to the things of God and it comes to you, thank you, Holy Ghost, when it comes to you going through what you're going through, listen, you need another dose of the word. You need another dose of some quiet time with God. You are waiting way too long before you get back into this word. Sometimes maybe the only Bible study that you're getting is what you get on a Wednesday night. And God is saying that, guess what? I need you to get in this word because you're, ex good God Almighty, you're experiencing the pain at another level and you can't wait until Wednesday. You cannot wait until Wednesday. It's killing you. It's destroying you. It's beating you up on every side. And here you are waiting until Wednesday. And listen, I'm telling you the God's truth. I've seen it. I've seen it. And I've seen it in the courts. I'm talking personally. Where, where in my first situation, where, when, when the courts laid down the rules, and, and this is how it's supposed to be. When it came to me but being able to experience my children in my life and, 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 and how things were supposed to be broken down. And God granted me favor. And what the court said and what we did was two different things. But guess what? The courts never found out. I never had to experience any pains or difficulties from being separated from my kids. Only from the period of time that we agreed. Good God Almighty. Don't tell me what cannot be done. I've seen it happen in the court system. I've seen it happen in my physical body. And I'm telling you, if you would get to the level of trust with God, where you say, you know what, God, I need more of you. I can't wait until this time. I need this right now. You'll find out that God will work miracles in your life when you apply what he says apply in your life. It's Listen, it's so that you will marvel. It's so he understands, God understands that some folks will not believe unless they see miracles. And you're not going to see the miracle unless you believe. And when you believe, you've got to get dogmatic about it. When you believe, you've got to get crazy faith about it. I believe God. Come on, let's keep it moving before I linger there too long. So you've got to believe the works. That he's done. You've got to look at this word and you've got to understand this is not a fairy tale. It's not Alice in Wonderland. It's not Peter Pan. This is real. This is history. This is where we came from. This is where we're going. This is our present day and God is mapping it out. Uh, Jordan was sharing with me that some young folks at school said, listen, look at all the wildfires that's happening. Look at all the hurricanes that's happening, the earthquakes that are happening. 
happening. This is the end times. Christ is about to come back. No, he's not. He's not coming back yet. Why? Because you've got to read your word and understand what he said. When you see these things, the wars and rumors of wars, listen, don't think that the end time is here now. These things must come to pass before the end, but there are some things that have to happen. One of the things is that this gospel, no, I'm not talking about just preaching healing. I'm not talking about preaching uh, prosperity, but Jesus as Savior and Lord has to be preached. That the kingdom of heaven is at hand has to be preached. That God is supreme ruler has to be preached. So these things have, this has to happen all over the world. And until that happens, and that's why it's important, listen, it's in our hands to share this good news that everybody has the opportunity, that somebody looks at your life and sees the goodness of God in you. Thank you, God. Not only the works, but you've got to look at the teachings. The teachings of Jesus Christ. What did he teach? And let me tell you something. The same thing he teaches, we've got to teach. He taught, watch, I'm going through five different things that he taught and that we've really got to teach. Number one, we, he taught love. When it comes to love, Jesus gave these directives. Love God and love your neighbor. And we still, listen, as many times as you've heard it, you still got challenges with it. You'll love, you'll love God, but you won't love your neighbor. Look at Matthew chapter 22, 36. Okay, hold on. Let me, don't move so fast. Help me, Holy Ghost. Let's go to Matthew. Thank you, God. 25. And we're going to be looking at 36 to 40. 36 to 40. Thank you, God. Here we go. 36. It says, Naked, and ye clothed me, and I was sick, and ye visit me not. Hold on a second. Ah, I knew that one. That didn't sound right. Thank you, God. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. That didn't sound right. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. I said 25. It's 22. Matthew 22. Oh, what did I just do? Help me, God. Mm, 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 mm. Matthew. Okay. Okay, and then go to 22. Oh, what is this? Okay, help me, God. All right, and I'm going down here. And it says Matthew 22. All right, and I'm going. To, yes. Okay. So it's it's in my it's in my app. Let me do it this way. Matthew 22. Thank you, God. See and see that's a challenge. And see the thing that I love back in the day, it's 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 a joy to me now. You make a mistake, you make a mistake. It doesn't work right. You're not fretting. You're not, you're not pulling your hair out. Listen, I know that this is right. Okay, it didn't work. Okay, I tried it again. It didn't work. But don't start getting butterflies. Don't start losing your mind. It's going to be all right. God is showing you that, guess what? You have got a confidence and you have got a peace that surpasses all understanding. You're not, listen, I'm laughing. Why? Because if anybody holds it against you that you made a mistake, then guess what? You don't have the issue. They got the issue. You can make a mistake. And good God Almighty, I'm, I'm going to get to that part. Help me, Holy Ghost. All right. Now, what did I say? Now, it's Matthew 22. Please, if I, I pray that you didn't write that in, um, in ink. 22, and we're dropping down to what verse? 36. Now, this 36 is going to sound like my 36 is supposed to sound. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Let me tell you something. I love God with all my heart, my soul, and my mind. That might be the meditation for you tonight. I love God 
with all my heart. If tears come down from your eyes, then that's good. Move it. Let it move in your spirit. Let it move in your emotions. Let it sink deep down into your spirit, man, to a point where it becomes who you really are. It may not be there. You might be at 75%, but you need to love God with everything that's within you. Don't let anything separate. I know what the Bible says. It says that nothing will separate you from him. You got to say within yourself that there's nothing that this world can bring up against me that's going to separate me from my God. Watch this, verse number 37. <coughs> Excuse me. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. Verse number 38, this is the first and great commandment, and the second is likened unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. For these two commandments hinge on these two commandments, hinge all of the law of the prophets. With there are certain things you just won't do if you love him. And I ain't talking about your husband. I'm talking about that neighbor. There are certain things that you won't do. Thank you, Holy Ghost. If you love your neighbor, when you replace hate with love and anger with kindness, your life will improve. When you replace hate with love, you got to understand that you don't understand God hardened Pharaoh's heart. I'm going to leave it like that because i got to move on. Number two, live the golden rule. Number one was love. Number two, live the golden rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. This is what he taught. Matthew 5 and 12 states it simply. you got to listen. Live the golden rule. Matthew you think I'm going to be scared? I ain't scared. I'm ahead up there. Matthew 7. And and what did I say? 12. Matthew 7 and 12. Listen, don't shy away from it because the last time I tried to go to Bible Gateway, it started acting up. I was doing something wrong, and it brought up the wrong thing. Bam, it comes right up. Why? Because you cannot be, if you messed up one time, don't mean you're going to mess up two times. If you messed up two times, you better write it down. Doesn't mean you're going to mess up three times. Listen, if you messed up eight times, it does not mean that you're going to mess up the ninth time. Listen, because I got into a very horrific accident during at an intersection, of 50 and, 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 and what was it, Martin Luther King Highway. You think I'm not going to travel that way? I travel that way all the time. Why? Because I had gotten to a horrific accident in there before. Because I still experienced some of the pains in my neck from that accident from years ago does not mean that it's going to happen again. I'm believing God that his favor is on my life, that his angels are in camp round about me. Listen, you say, well, where are they? about you when you got into the horrific accident? Yes, they were, because it could have been the death of me. It could have been me being paralyzed from the neck down, but it was just a compressed disc. I'm looking at everything and giving thanks. I'm giving thanks to God. Listen, it could have been another way. It could have been a worse way. It could be that not that the glass is looks half empty. It could be empty. Good God Almighty. Therefore, in all things, whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. See, this is what's messing you up because you really, really deep down inside, you want this relationship with God, but you just keep mistreating people. Good God Almighty, help me, God. Ooh, you keep talking about people. You keep bad-mouthing people. You keep speaking damnation and doom on other people. Yes, you are the bearer of bad news. And the Bible says, whatsoever ye would that men do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law of the prophets. Here is a simple rule of thumb. God for behavior. Here is a simple rule of thumb. God for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do to you. Then grab the initiative and do it to them. Do it. To, listen, listen, that's the message Bible. Do it to them before you, they do it to you. Be kind to them before they're kind to you. Be loving to them before they're loving to you. No, you're going to badmouth them, and guess what? It's coming back. They, whatever a man sows, he's going to reap. 
whatever a man sows, he's going to reap. You better understand that the word is true. It's coming to pass. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Keep it moving. Number three, communicate sincerely with God. We're going right back to prayer. Listen, everything, you're going to gain so much when you start praying and you start understanding God. God loves you. As your heavenly father, he stands ready to help you. Communicate, watch this, communicate with him through prayer. Express gratitude. God, listen, I'm telling you, I do it all the time. I stand around whenever I look at different stuff. I could be around the house. I see something that God, I'm telling you, it's just a long list of thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Express gratitude and also ask for those things that you need. If you need patience, Lord, listen, if you realize that you got anxieties going, that you are impatient, ask God. And then don't believe, listen, don't try to think that God's going to pressure you into some type of situation where the patience uh, training is going to destroy you. Yes, you got to be careful what you ask for because certain things, I don't know if you can handle it. You want, I don't know if you need to be the, the uh, evangelist that you're saying you want to be. I don't know if you need that, but you do need, you do need some peace. Good God Almighty, ask God for what you need. You don't have the joy. You, you're not smiling as much as you need joy. Ask God for the joy. You got to communicate with him what you need. Great. Life-changing power is available through sincere prayer. You got to be sincere. You got to be sincere. You've got to be sincere. Number four, have faith. I'm telling you, this thing that's going to keep coming up over, what did he teach? He said, have faith in God. Believe that God is on your side. Believe that in the midst of everything that you're going through, everything the physical body is presenting to you, everything that, listen, the moral stability of the world, when it comes to all the chaos that's going on, you better understand that you've got faith. And when I've got faith in the midst of everything that's going on, let me tell you something. If you, mm, Thank you, Jesus. If you are the only one, God will let this whole, he showed you in Noah, he'll let the whole world be smothered in water. I know he said it ain't going to be water, but fire next time. Whoever, he did it again in Sodom and Gomorrah. And when the question came up, would you save him if it was 30? I, don't, I think the first number was 30. No, I think the first number was 50. Would you still save him if it was 45? Would you still save him if it was 40? If it was 35, would you still save the city? Yes, I would. I would still save the city. you got to have faith. God is looking for folks with faith. Faith in Jesus Christ means trusting him, remembering him, and following his teaching. It is the conviction that he is the son of God. When you prove, watch this, when you provide room in your heart to have faith in Christ, you will notice the life your life improves. It's Christ. That's why they don't want you talking about Jesus. That's why it's a whole movement that, that moves Jesus from the, the, the trinity of God. That's why it's faith in Jesus Christ that will change your life. It is faith. Come on, folks. Number five, this is the last one in the teaching area. You got the works. You got to believe it, the teaching, the works. You got to believe the teachings. And, and then you got to believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You got to believe. Watch this. Number five. Freely forgive. That's the teaching of Jesus Christ. You got folks right now that still have unforgiveness chains. Help me, Holy Ghost. You will not release that person. You say, Pastor, didn't we do a whole teaching on unforgiveness? Didn't we have that area in Pigs for the Parlor? Didn't we have that when we went through the purpose-driven life? Didn't we have that when we... Yes, because that's the teaching of Jesus. It's going to come up, and it's going to come up all the time. Why? Because it's in our lives, and it's areas of our lives that we have got to release, folks. Forgiving is to pardon or excuse someone from blame. Let them go. 
for an off, watch this, from an offense or a misdeed. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let them go. You're still harboring. The person is dead and gone. You're still harboring what he did to me, what she did to me. He could have done this. She could have done that. He could have just come to me. She could have just told me. She could have just did this. He could have just done that. Listen, let them go. The scripture refers to forgiveness in two ways. The Lord commands us to repent of our sins and seek his forgiveness. And he also commands us to forgive others. If they've offended you or hurt you, let it go. It's in the past. It's gone. Watch this. By freely offering forgiveness, we can unshackle ourselves. Sometimes you might need to spend some time researching, is there something that I have that I'm holding on to and that I won't acknowledge that I'm holding on to it? There's not a person that you can bring in front of me that has that have ever has ever done me wrong that you can bring to me to say I have not released them. You've got to let them go. If it comes to my mind, the wrong that they did, they lied, they cheated, they mistreated me. They are, excuse me, they are forgiven. Whoever it is, let it, let the let the thought come to your mind. Forgiven, I I release them right now in Jesus' name. I let it go. Watch this. Thank you, Holy Ghost, including you. You should have done this, and I could have done this better. And I and you won't forgive yourself from. Listen, I was young and I was dumb. I made the wrong decision. That person has forgiven me, and I have not forgiven me. Release yourself. You can unshackle yourselves from the negative feelings that hold you back. Amen? Amen? The last teaching that I want to bring up, because, again, if you're going to be a witness, you've got to believe in the works. You've got to believe in the teachings, and then you've got to believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. That's the power that's going to elevate you up off this earth. If you just so happen to be alive when Christ cracks the sky, the power that's going to get you up off of this earth is called faith. And it's faith in Jesus Christ that not only did he ascend, but he descended. And now he's gone back up to be with the Father and that he's coming back again and he's going to meet us in the air. In John chapter 5, here we go. We're going to conclude with this. I'm going to the Bible Hub on this one. John chapter 5. Let me see if I remember it right. John chapter 5, 24. John chapter 5, 24. Nope, and I can't just, I can't just do it in, in the Bible Hub. I'm going to also look at this one. Yeah, I better do it in the, in the uh, what is this called? Bible Gateway. Help me, Holy Ghost. John 5, what is happening? Help me, God. John, here we go. 5, 24. Okay, John 5, 24, watch what it says. Why does this keep happening? I don't know why that happens. It's happening again, but that's okay. Keep calm. Pull it back in again. Is there just one space? I put a colon. Okay. I'm going to go here, and I'm going to hit search. Taking a long time to think, but it's going to come up. Just be confident. It's going to be all right. Yes, that's my challenge tonight. Uh, technical difficulties. That's all right. Here we go. John chapter 5, verse number 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on me, and believeth on him, help me, Holy Ghost, that sent me, hath what? Everlasting life. When does that everlasting life start? It starts right now. It's starting as soon as you believe. It starts, listen, everything's going to be all right. Wow, 
Did you see that tragedy down in Houston? Did you see it? Folks, house, I'm telling you, when, when water sit on your walls for three and four days, it ain't no cleaning off no more. Listen, you got to cut the whole wood out. You got to cut the drywall out. You got to let it dry out really, really good. Let me tell you, that ain't no just a uh, 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 two-day thing. This is going to be horrific. God is allowing us to experience it vicariously. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Through them, tragedy. You better thank God for mercy, and then you got to pray for them. Listen, some folks are going to move back into their houses. They're not going to have it cleaned properly. They're not going to have it repaired properly, and there's going to be sickness and disease. They said there is mold everywhere. There is insects, uh, mosquitoes. The West now, I think it's the West now virus mosquito is in that area, and with so much standing water, there is even more mosquitoes. And what does it do? It doesn't do anything but more drive me to my father you got to understand when god allows horrific and catastrophic uh, uh situations like we're experiencing this ought to drive us closer to him and cause us to be more of a witness for him that people need to know listen before they die they need christ we need to pray that the move of god and god if you want to use me i'm available to you I'm withholding, thank you, Holy Ghost, I'm withholding nothing. You have to believe in the Father that sent him. It says, everlasting life, has everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death to life. Now, I needed to read that one in the Message Bible. It's urgent that you listen carefully to this. This is the Message Bible translation. Anyone here who believes what I am saying right now and aligns himself, and you better take that very seriously, aligns himself with the Father. See, sometimes, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, some folks have more patience with the old dial radio. You know that's why they had to go to digital anyway. People sitting there at the radio just trying to, Twist it back and forth just by a fraction this way, a fraction that way, trying to get that radio station in. Flip it flip, just a little teeny bit so to, so to be clear. Listen, you've got to align yourself, and sometimes it takes time. But align yourself with him because you got so many other voices. you got so much other confusion that you're allowing to infiltrate your mind, to infiltrate your spirit. Align yourself with the Father, who has, in fact, put me in charge, speaking of Jesus, has at this very moment the real, lasting life and is no longer condemned to be an outsider. This person has taken a giant step from the world of the dead to the world of the living. You've got to be able to tap into this thing called spiritual. You have got to stop um, leaning and depending on everything you see. Because you see it, don't mean it's real. Because somebody said it and they said it with conviction, don't mean that it's real. You've got to tap into the spirit. You've got to know without a shadow of a doubt that what the works that he did the teachings that he taught, and the resurrection that he promises, that's my works. That's why I'm praying. I'm praying. That Category 5 that's uh, headed towards the islands down there off of Florida and then destined for Florida, I like the way the, the radar shows it because thank you, Jesus, by the time it meets Florida and, and it runs over them islands, they say it's going to go from a five, category five, to a four. When it hits as a four, listen, it's still very, very powerful, but it's not a five. I'm thanking God for every little thing I can. And I'm praying, God, please have mercy. Lord, I realize we're not walking with you and we're not doing 
things we ought to do. But God, we're praying right now in the name of Jesus that you will move by your spirit in the midst of those who believe and who know you. God, I believe that when we pray that you can literally turn a a hurricane around. They've never seen it before, but it can change directions. The radar is saying that it's going to go this way or that way. It's a possibility that it could go that way. But God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will do a new thing and that you will show this world by changing the direction of this hurricane. You say, Pastor, you sound foolish. You sound crazy. Well, when you understand that you've got influence with the Father, you can ask God for crazy stuff. If God supersedes my request and allows it to tear those islands up and allows it to devastate Florida the way it has devastated Houston, Texas, that's on God. But it still gives me the ability to have a relationship with him, to ask him what I will. And I'm saying, God, that, that, that the world, not doing it just so somebody will know, that there was a young man who prayed on his Bible study prayer. He prayed on that Bible study call, and, and the prayer that he prayed is what happened. No, not that I can get no recognition, but that God's word and that God's move and that God being God can take recognition in many people's lives. It's because of miracles that people believe. When Ananias and Sapphira dropped dead, guess what? People started believing. Thank you, Holy Ghost. God, I pray in the name of Jesus. Have mercy. Have mercy, God. I pray that your witness is strengthened by this study. I pray that you are strengthened by the works that Jesus did. I pray that you are strengthened by his teachings. And I pray to God that you got the faith that you know if the world does come to an end today or tomorrow, Christ is going to, he's got to come and he's got to get me out of here before this world burns up. That's the faith we ought to have. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. God bless you, saints of God. Thank you so much for sharing in the Bible study. Tell somebody about it. Be a witness that somebody might see what God is doing in your life and bring glory to his name. In Jesus' name, amen.